Boosh, we are recording. We are recording. Do, 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 do. Hey, Phil. How's it going, bud? It is going swimmingly. Maxwell, what up? Hey, Max, what's going on? Hey, hey. What Greek god would be the most likely to have a podcast? Apollo. Uh, why Apollo? I don't know. He's always portrayed as like, actually Apollo or Hermes because they're portrayed as like these kind of. I can see Hermes. Yeah, cocky, I was gonna, I was gonna like, say Hermes. Confident, like I'm kind of the schniz. I feel like kind of guys. I feel like Hermes would definitely be the god of communication majors, and so. That's true. Communication. That's why it's like Hermes is. You mm-hmm. know, he also seems like young and hip. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like typically how he's portrayed. He's like a younger god. Yeah. Athena's the goddess of wisdom, so maybe she'd have like a like an educational podcast. I feel like Zeus would the kind of Zeus would have a podcast that's just about himself. I feel ooh, I feel like Dionysus would have a podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he's like about partying and stuff. Yeah, partying, drinking wine. Not a bad idea. I had a I had a class two years ago about ancient transgressions, and we talked a lot about how Dionysus, a lot of like what happened in Dionysus like lore or like a lot of the, some a lot of the stories of Dionysus are very similar to stories of Jesus. Dionysus <laughs> also had like a resurrection and had like the water into wine and like the um Well he is the god of wine, so like that power would actually make sense for him. Well yeah yeah but like it's like resurrection and like cast out by other people and like power over demons and stuff like that and so it was very much like it obviously like it wasn't like all the stories were the same right but right. there were a lot of like suspicious similarities you know what i'm saying um, it just yeah. furthers the notion that christianity is based on other religions mm-hmm. um like how jesus's birthday is actually in july but it has to line up with the pagan holiday of yule so it's in december now Oh, I think I don't. I think that no one really knew when Jesus was born. It's just like convenient that a lot of major Christian holidays are right around the exact same time as a lot of major non-Christian. Holidays. Well, yeah, and that was that was. Um, I know, so I know, like, I know. Chris, uh, Christmas. It was a case of like the guy was like, "Oh, we, I pagans celebrate like the moon around this day or something, so we're going to make a holiday." To, so that the holiday is still there, but now it's Christian, you know? Right. So, but, like, to say that, like, there's a lot of similarities between Jesus's life and the stories of Dionysus, mm-hmm. like, just kind of, like, falls in line with the rest of that shit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, like, not all stories, but, like, some of the stories, right? Well, yeah, just, like, not all holidays got turned into Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. Just the important ones. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I remember talking to a guy that was taking a class. He was Christian, but he was like a natural geologist or something like that, studying the natural environment over like long periods of history. And okay. he took a class on, like, I don't know what that is called, but he took a class on like historical or geological evidence for Noah's flood because a couple, however long it was, thousands, tens of thousands of years ago or whatever, they're like around the Egypt Mesopotamia area, right? There, there is like evidence of like a great flood that happened there, you know? Yeah. And like it was just like 
studying that and studying like okay his like historical evidence for this flood that was talked about that like supposedly covered all the earth but most likely it was like a flood that was sort of in that area and then people turned it into a sort of story about god and stuff like that and sort of like oral oral tradition and stuff I'm, I, I can't cite a source on this, but I'm pretty sure reading somewhere that there's evidence that, like, the, whatever, the ten plagues, mm-hmm. like, that most of those actually could have and probably did happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like what was it? When well, they turned lo- the when they, when they turn the rivers to blood, mm-hmm. um, I believe that's just been explained as, like, an algae bloom, because there are red algae blooms in that area, frequently. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, like, that must have really freaked them out the first time that happened. Oh yeah, like, like well, that's yeah, why it's like oh, rivers turned to blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it, it freaked about so much that it made the Bible. But yeah, no. So I think there's actually a, like it's hard to get evidence for that kind of thing. But like mm-hmm. there are scientific explanations at least for most of these plagues. Yeah, I think it's like eight or nine of them that like can be very reasonably explained by science. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting once you do sort of get like more into like science science history and all that stuff. Because I think the like the way I view the Bible is that it is a book of stories essentially, and so like I don't think the Bible is one hundred percent historically accurate whatsoever. But it's interesting to see like the scientific stuff behind like oh like it's possible that the plagues could have happened and stuff like that, and like maybe they did happen, and then these people made up stories and did stories to try and explain it and try and like conceptualize it and stuff like that and i think that just really i don't know it's it's just really cool because it it sort of it shows i think that like the bible is historical in the sense that it showed sort of what people were thinking at the time and stuff like that i don't know i think it's neat you know what's really interesting yeah you know what's really interesting guys what's really interesting this episode of the podcast in which jesse is not here the jesus guy is not here we still (laughs) ended up talking about the bible and jesus it's not a Jesus podcast. I think I think the historical <laughs> historical parts of the Bible are just interesting because it is yeah that's, that's fair. It is a historical text in the same way that like I don't know the Quran is a historical text. You know, they were written at some point yeah. in history, and that reflects that time of history that they were written in. I hate having conversations in general. Or... Full, no, no, over text. <laughs> I was going to say over text. Like full conversations, mm. not like not like practical conversations. Like if I'm asking, "Oh, what do you want to order?" or "Oh, what time should we get dinner?" Like those kinds of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, only text. Like uh, my grandmother, if I have to ask her, like, "Oh, what time should we come over for dinner?" Then she'll call me to tell <laughs> me what time to come over for dinner. You know, yeah. it's like that um, can be a text. Yeah, that can be a text. But but if if it's or like, like catching up, up or like yeah. Yeah, like if it's a Max, how's your day? You don't yeah, want that text. You no. want a call. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. Or I would. Just, I'd want neither. Ideally. Yeah, but. you just don't want to have that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Like texting should probably be limited to more practical things. Like I'll hit you guys up to like ask what you think of an episode or whatever. But mm-hmm. right. Like I'm not gonna text. I mean, I, I maybe Phil. Like I feel like I would never text Max and be like, "What's going on, Max?" But like I would text right. Phil when I'm bored and be like, "Hey, Phil, what's up, bud?" Mm-hmm. And just like text him for a bit. But Phil I, is also like way more open to having conversations over text. I feel. Yeah, I think in general people are also built differently. Some people like more constant conversation, and like I think also just 
in general, like with me, I found in relationships, right? It's sort of like there is like a constant, not like a constant text conversation, but like a text conversation, just like either keeping each other updated on the day or just like talking about like something random. And it doesn't necessarily like serve a specific purpose. Like it's not like, okay, let's talk about our days right now over No, text. it's like keeping each other company. It's just like, it's just like, like yeah, it's just like, it's just like, it's, it's sort of serves a dual purpose of like, okay, you keep the conversation going, but also at the same time, it's more like, hey, I'm here and I want to talk to you and it's great, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think, I think it's sort of nice as long as there's like no like super big pressure of like, oh, you need to, you need to, you need to text back within like 20 minutes or whatever, right? Well, that that's what I was going to say. Like if you're having... If you're texting a conversation that's probably better to have over the phone, so, like, you're actually, like, catching up and shit, mm-hmm. if you're going to text that conversation, I feel like you should reply fast. Well, yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't I don't want to be in the middle of a conversation about, like, your day, and then, you know, you just go silent for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Because, like, if we're having this conversation, like, the, the that kind of a conversation over text should seem like a phone call because it should be quick. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, it like it, you should have the call if you're gonna take a while. Yeah. Right. If I don't want to, I don't want to be in the middle of a conversation like that, and then just have to wait for whatever. Right. Yeah. But if it's like, if it's like practical, like Max said, if I text Max and I'm like, "Hey, uh, I just uploaded my cut of the episode. Go take a look at it." I don't need him to reply right away. But mm-hmm. if I'm ask, if I'm asking you, and I'm like, "Phil, uh, like, how's your day? What'd you do yesterday? Did you have a good birthday?" And, like, you reply, and then I, like, ask a follow-up question, and you don't reply, that's annoying. Mm. Yeah, it definitely depends on the type of conversation you're having. The one thing I do like about text over call, and I think text and call each has their sort of own place. Like, call is when you're like, you're like okay, I'm going to devote my attention to this and devote more time to this, right? Because more personal. Mm-hmm. The thing I do like with text is that especially like when you when you're not pressured to make to answer quickly, right? Is that you can have more time to think about your answer, you know? Yeah, um, I mean that's fair. Because like with a with a phone call someone asks you a question, you like feel like you need to come up with an answer right away. And that might not be like the best answer or the even correct answer, you know? Whereas like over text, if someone asks you a question and it's not it's the conversation where it's like sort of like reply when you can right yeah then like you can think a little bit more deeply about what you want to say you know i feel like yeah. it's even it, even like with even as something as like i upload an episode check out sounds right if you were to like call that right and you were like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna upload the episode and then call you to see what you think then you sort of have to think about okay what did i like what do i not like but you have to do that more quickly, I guess. I don't know. Do you sort of see what I'm getting at? Whereas, like, with text, you can think about, okay, I like this, I didn't like this. I, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit here. Responding quickly, like, over a phone call, I feel shows, like, a more true statement, even if it's not worded the best way. Like, obviously, if you can take your time to word it, you should, but at the same time, like, your initial reaction, however phrased, is your initial reaction, and it's probably more natural to you than something that you spend 15 minutes thinking about how you want to say it. 
Like, just fucking say right. it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's more authentic, right? I mean, I've, I've always been in the, the school of thought that, like, just fucking say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Phil's always been more of a deliberate, like, all right, yeah. what's the right way to say this? Well, it's interesting you mention that, because while I'm editing the podcast, I cut out a bunch of ums and likes and pauses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Phil and I have the longest pauses, the oh, most yeah. ums. John, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have none of that. I have not cut out a single um from you, like in the three podcasts that I have recorded. Yeah, you when you start talking, it is just a stream of what you're saying. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm authentic. I don't I don't take time to like think about what I'm going to say. Like I might throw a couple us or likes in there, but it's really mm-hmm. quick. My pauses are short enough that like leaving them in doesn't actually affect the episode at all. Whereas like Phil's like, so I was. Um, I I was, and it's like, oh my god, Phil, just say what you need to say. Like, like no offense, Phil, mm-hmm. but editing and listening to you, like Max, it's, it doesn't bother me as much when it's Max, but like Phil's pauses just seem to drag on forever, yeah. and he'll just like, like I'll think he just stopped talking and forgot what he was gonna say, which I actually think happened once where you were like, so I think. And then you just didn't finish the thought. <laughs> I think, yeah, I was noticing that too when I was editing the episode as I was just cutting out a bunch of ums and they were mostly me. And <laughs> yeah. I think I knocked down like a solid five minutes without removing any content by just like removing all the ums. Because yeah. it's also a case, now like, now I'm like sort of like super self-conscious about it. All right, <laughs> I'll speak, I'll speak for you instead no, no, since no, no, you're no, self-conscious no, about no, no. it. Um, oh, God damn it, I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I guess it's just like, I don't know exactly what I want to say. And so I'm not going to say it until I sort of feel like I know what I'm going to say. And even when I do say it, I don't know what I'm going to say. I feel like yeah, when but... I was listening to um, Max, and do you know what it also is, I think? is because I think, personally, I'm very bad at um, multitasking. Because when I'm focused on something, I sometimes just lose all sort of focus around me. And it annoys Jess a lot. Because, like, I know, like, when I'm driving, a lot of times, I'm just focused on driving. And then she's, like, talking, right? And, like, I can't, like, my brain is, like, focused on driving. So it's it just says, like, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and like doesn't like doesn't like properly respond to Jess, you know, and I think it's sort of the same thing with the podcast almost, um, because a lot of times when I I say the ums and stuff like that, my brain focuses a little bit more on the Rocket League, right? I think Rocket League is very much a sort of game where a lot you can just sort of let. Again, as we've talked about, like let let um, let things be and just sort of play and talk at the same time. I think it lends itself easily to that. Um, but I think because I'm playing a game as well, and a lot there are a lot more ums. I feel like if I were just f- looking at you guys and talking, I think and like. I think another thing maybe is also just like my hands are engaged in a separate activity. Whereas if I were talking to you guys like across the lunch table or something, my hands would be participating in the talking a little bit more. 
when we were just to bring it back for a sec uh when we were talking about the ums and the uhs yeah Mm -hmm. when i do that i feel like a lot a lot of the time i've noticed um it's because i there's a specific word that i want to use but i just can't think of it Mm. like i know that there exists a word which has the meaning that i'm trying to convey at that moment but i just it's on the tip of my tongue and i can't remember it like it happened during the podcast we were talking about video game conventions, and I couldn't think of the word conventions. I was like, there's a set of, uh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, uh, it was vaguely. A, and I couldn't think of the word conventions, which is like, which perfectly described what I was talking about. But because I couldn't think of that word, I wasn't going to try and explain it, you know, mm-hmm. when I could just say the word, so. Oh, see, I, that that's another reason why I don't, um, because if I'm like blanking on a word, I'll just, I'll, I'll give it like, I don't know, a lot less time than you guys give it, and then I'll just say, alright, I'm totally blanking on this word, but I'm gonna just steamroll on. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I'm I'm sort of similar, except I do that with simple words. Phil, you also do the um and the ah with entire thoughts. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say conventions is like a complicated word. No, 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 but like but like, I don't but uh See, I had a thought. Like I didn't even have a thought. I did. I had no thought there. I knew. I knew it was just gonna die out. It was too funny because we've been talking about it and uh, you still do it. Gosh. Uh, it's so funny. It's a beautiful thing. Don't change, Phil. I read a book called Divergent recently. It was a great book. Yes. I really Jess was it. telling me that you were reading the middle school dystopian future young adult <laughs> novel. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. It was, it was a good book. It was a good book. I really enjoyed it. Shut up. I know it's I know it's below uh, below my reading level, but is it? I think it's I think it's a good book. It is it is an easy read in terms of like that sort of stuff. It is an easy read, but it was a good read and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed it was, it was, it's one of the first books in a long time that's really gotten me into the world of the book. You know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, you're in the world and you just want to keep reading to know what happens next. You know, that's how it felt. And I haven't had that feeling for a long time and it was great. So I don't care if that's it's fair. below my reading level or whatever, but it was a fantastic book and I don't have the second one. So I'm sad that I can't keep reading. What year was Harry Potter for you guys? When I like first started reading it? The thing about the Harry Potter books is because like I uh sort of like re-listened to the audiobooks recently and like rewatched the movies and like they hold up like the book like the books and also the movies of course. The the movies are the I think the best example of a book being turned into a movie. Like there are so many examples mm. of uh terrible book adaptations in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Harry Potter has to be one of the best, for it's sure. It's about as well as you can do it, for yeah. sure. You know what else yeah. was a really good series growing up? Aragon. A book series? Aragon. Well, yes, the Inheritance series, uh, absolutely. But that's not where I was going. Uh, I was going to say the 39 Clues. Oh, I, did, I love that also. Yeah, I was going to say, Max, you uh, absolutely are that kind of guy. That's a great series. I have not read that series, actually. Yeah, oh. f- every book was by a different author, I think, which was interesting. Um, two of them doubled up. Royden got two, and somebody else got what two. What was I the think. series about? What's the series about? 39, 39 Clues. Clues, obviously. Uh, Jesse! Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse! Boys! 
Whoa, way to go, guy. He's How's on top good? of his game. How's it going? Guy. Good, good, How are good you, buddy? episode so far? I'm doing good. I think we're having a great episode so I'm far. I'm so glad. But give me a rundown. No, you missed it. You, you'll, okay. you'll get a rundown when you listen to it. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, Fine. you can listen to it when it's published. Deal. But now, that our, now that our fourth host... Now that our fourth host, Jesse, has joined us, I feel like it is an appropriate time to remind everybody listening that our fifth host, Springborn, was unfortunately unable to join us tonight, Mm -hmm. and we do sincerely hope that he will join us in the next episode. I just wanted to put that out there. I know Jesse just joined, but I was about to point out that we've been recording for two hours, and I was going to ask to stop. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. We got to talk about 39 Clues. I I still have no clue what that is. All right, I don't want to start another match because I don't want to get sucked into it, but I'll gladly talk about 39 Clues. So, um, naturally, it's about, like, families and bloodlines because, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like Game of Thrones for kids. Um, mm. But, so the premise of it is these two um, orphans, they're, they're, they're only, like, the only relative that they care about, uh, their grandmother, passes away. And so they go to the funeral, and it turns out that, like, only a select group of people of the family are called in to, like, their actual reading of the will. And everybody else is just like, fuck you, you don't get anything. So they come in, and it's like, alright, so you can opt for a million dollars. Because she's a very wealthy person. So it's like, you can opt for a million dollars or a clue. And so the whole point is, like, if you collect all 39 clues and, like, solve the puzzles associated with them, you can take over the world, basically. You get, like, some kind right. of... Like, no one really knows what the actual prize is for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some, like, incredible prize. And so, like, obviously, the story continues. So you know that they don't take the money, and instead they take the clue. And I think there's 13 books in the series, and it just gets better and better with each one. Right. But yeah, like Max was saying, each book is written by a different author. So, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't ever get redundant. Which is also really cool, because the writing style of the story throughout each book is pretty consistent Hmm. like it's not like each author has their own distinct separate style like it's all kind of the same story being told it doesn't feel like different people are telling it but it is really cool that each author that they change the author so like they can add in like a new idea or something i I, like i honestly want to know like how they decided to do that entire project that's like really impressive from a writing standpoint oh yeah absolutely. you know because writing is just no it's just really it's like intensely personal do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, like, I have so much trouble when trying to write, like, not in my own voice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Trying to adopt um, that to something. Right now, right now, I'm starting, I'm starting a book called Gone. It's also, a, it's like a dystopian thing. Jess also recommended it to me. It's about, yeah. basically, all the adults in the world just disappear all of a sudden. And then oh. it's, now it's just the kids. And Bro, South Park did that. What they did what they do it's i guess i wonder if it's gonna turn out anything like um lord of the flies yeah lord of the flies exactly that was rest in peace piggy rest in peace piggy oh my god what a throwback i remember i remember that book i didn't get that book and at the end like when we finished discussing it was like do we have any questions and i was like yeah, uh, like, I didn't really get the point of this. I remember this. I, like, I literally just asked that. I was like, I didn't get the point of this book. Like, and he's like, uh, it's like about how, like, without any rules and structures, people just descend into beasts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, makes sense. Have any of you read uh, a series of unfortunate events? Yes. No. Twice. That's one of my Great favorite read. series, I think. Quality read. And it still holds up. Like, the... The writing style is, like, super clever and also funny. Oh, Lemony like, Snicket is a hell of an author. 
like just the just the wit, the sarcasm. There's lots of sarcasm too, which is great. Yeah, it's great. It's and really it, good. It almost feels like it's like a dry British humor, even though I don't think Lemony Snicket is British or like whoever his actual whatever his actual name is. But you're right. It is like a dry humor. I was yeah. gonna say that's an impressive name. Like you guys have some really cool. <laughs> yeah. Parents. No, I'm pretty sure that's like a pen to name. name. The kid because Lemony, Lemony Snicket is actually a, a character name. within the universe. Uh. And so it's yeah, because like, he's he's like relaying the story to you, I think. Right. Yeah. So he's like he he inserts himself into the universe as like the observer and then the narrator. Hmm. Right. So like it's definitely a. Pen have you, name. John? I'm have you seen the Netflix certain. series? Uh, I have not. I know it came out, yeah. and like I wanted to. Um, I did. I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember this. They did make a movie of the first three books. Yeah, like a Jim while Car- back. Jim Carrey was the yeah. only good part of that movie. Jim Carrey was the only good part. <laughs> really like started watching watch that, that movie, and it just like. It didn't feel right. It was just dark, no, and there was like no movie. point to it. Yeah, uh, it, it's the series kinda... is. I love the series though. Neil Patrick. Oh, Harris the book plays series is Count amazing. Olaf. Um, oh yeah, the Netflix series. And Patrick Warburton is Lemony Snicket as he's the narrator. Um, oh, that's I. Okay, I might need to yeah. check this out then. You absolutely do. There are other yeah. like famous people that show up, and you're like, oh my god, it's that person. Like, uh, like <laughs> Hobie Smulders, uh, yeah. Will Arnett. Like, oh, that's yeah. gotta be good then. All right, good to know. I will yeah. absolutely check that out then. And it has the same sense of humor as the books too. Oh, good, 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 um, good, good. Yeah, all those names you just mentioned, I recognize none of. Um, will Arnett is probably not bo- most well known for it, but he voices Batman in all of the Lego movies. Oh, really? That guy. I figured that that's the best way to get Will Arnett across probably, to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, thank you for appealing to my lower watch level. Of yeah, because, you know, everything's <laughs> below the level you're at, apparently. <laughs> Jazzman is just, like, some kind of surreal thing to me. <laughs> like, people talk about it happening, and I was never a part of it, so, like, obviously can't mm-hmm. confirm that it did happen. But honestly, hearing people describe it just makes it sound like y'all just took one big acid trip together. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about the jazz band trips was how opposite they were compared to the swing choir trips. Like, the swing choir trips, you can't you're on a leash with Mr. D- right? Like he wants to yeah. know where you are at all times. You have to be but Mr. In- didn't right. Care. Mr. Yeah. Not only did he not care, it was almost like he actively avoided. <laughs> us. Like, like there was one time where we were walking to like the show we were going to see or whatever. And Mr. was like, just had no clue where to go. Uh, and so a bunch of us just sort of like, and because we just naturally walked faster, I think a bunch of us just like, uh, we're looking on Google Maps how to get to the place. We got there and we ended up having to wait for like 20 minutes. Well, and uh, and D- was with him, just like waltzed in, sort of like much later after all of us were just there <laughs> waiting for them to show up. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and one time, my freshman year, when we went to a show, we get we get to the show and we're sort of running because we're like late or whatever. We get to the show and we're just like, all right, here's the tickets. And then he goes like, oh, where's where's this person? And we realized that like half the band, we just left behind at the previous place we were and they didn't know that we left. That's so funny. Wait, like, wait, wait. They left like left walking or left like on a bus we left? Left walking because okay. we walk everywhere, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's great. I was about to say, oh like, if you God. left half the band yeah. off a bus. Yeah. Jazz band, it's always... It's always like, I wish I were a part of jazz band without having to be a part of jazz band, you know? 
You know, that's fair. Because those were do, always you, like I the hear the jazz bangers talk about it, and it's like, wow, that must have been so fun to be there and like mm-hmm. see this happen. But at the same time, I did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's let's do a damn countdown. All right. All right, Jesse, you still All with right. us? Yep. All right. All right, here we go, boys. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. one stop. And... All right, boys. Well, we need a conclusion. We need some. We need some tag. Right. We need some tag. Go Bills. We can, yeah, no, we can just end this, like, on the countdown instead of, like, having a little bit of after. Okay. I mean, unless, Max, if, if you're recording, I, I'll go silent and just let you close this out if you want. You can bring it home. Okay. Uh, but we need something after, so this is going to be it.